Okay, it's the Dinner and Chinese podcast. Wow. And I'm, we're well, having on. a little dinner party. Hold on. I've just got to tell you how honored and blown away I am to be a guest on Dinner with Johnny's. Thank you, bud. Yeah, I mean, you are so cool. And of course, I'm much cooler, but you yes, are so cool. You are. You know, it's very, it's very, I really I've had a lot it. of fun with this. We're sitting yeah. on my porch at my right. house recording right. these right now. Isn't you cool? came in and had dinner. Great dinner, by the way. Flew in from Thank Boston. You. Thank you very Our much. Our guest today is Bruce J. Mittman, who is one of the incredible owners of Community Broadcasters. Yes, with Jim Levin. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to be, have been here for what? 16 years yeah and uh I, believe it or not people out there from the north country i yes i've been here many times and i actually like it up here you love the people i do and i love the area i mean i just love farms you know far i you, you know I'm, I'm trying to buy a farm right now. i love farms okay so quickly jim okay. levin is right. our full-time resident here on yes, the ground yes you are based out of boston because you also own an advertising agency yes have you been in Broadcasting your whole life. How did you start? Well, interesting story. You want to really actually yeah. hear how I got yeah. broadcasting? So I was an account executive. I was a partner at Arnold Company. Where it's a worldwide agent advertising agency. And I had a client called RKO. And um, the general manager was fired. A new one came in, Bob Fish. And Bob said to me, uh, all right, if, if you can get me in the paper the next day, you can keep this account for, for Arnold. So, of course, I got him in the paper. We, we had a great relationship. He calls me in his office one day, says, Bruce, how much money do you make? I said, gee, Bob, I'm your advertising agency. What do you ask me? He goes, how much money do you make? I said, Bob, I, it's embarrassing to keep asking. He said, Bruce, you write down how much money you make times two, and I'm going to hire you right now. So at the time, I think I was making 85 grand, which was a lot of money for me in 1982. And uh, he wrote times two. And wrote a contract, and I walked out the door with double salary at uh, in 1982. And you worked for RKO at that point? And I worked. We, we made RKO a talk station. It went okay. from rock and roll, okay. one of the great AM rock stations, right? Um, uh, I had been working at a worldwide agency handling an account all over the, all over the country, traveling every day. And, and I thought, you know, hey, what the hell? Let's try this. And so I got into radio. That's how it all started. Now, you've yep. owned other radio stations. I owned a station in Maine, the Fox. That's where I met Jim. Jim was our program director. What a character. So to keep Jim in Bangor, Maine, I used to trade an airplane and gas to keep him in the market. And he'd fly himself in and, and out? And then he'd fly himself in and out. He'd play. He'd pick me up. He just, you know, it kept him focused. So uh, that was there. Then That's I owned, how you guys met. Yeah. I owned a station in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, W-I-C-E. It was a news talk station. How would you describe the radio business? Currently or prior? Yes, whenever. Well, radio is kind of an interesting business. You know, yeah. it's a creative platform. You know, you can, it's an entrepreneurial business. You can't just... You know, it's not, yeah, there's a process, there's a prescription, but, but you can't live by the prescription. You have to create your own sort of path and yeah. sound and relationship with the audience. And if you can do that, you can create a, a, a fairly big audience. It really, radio pay, plays a big part in people's everyday big, lives. Big part. In their footprint. So when I, what they do. I ran WAF in uh, 1990. Um, after I, after I got, I got destroyed, I almost went bankrupt in 1989. 
I worked for Sheldon Adelson. You know Sheldon Adelson, the multi-billionaire owned uh, uh, the, the Venetian Hotel. Mm. Well, I ran all his marketing for years. So I'm working for Sheldon, and he's beating the fuck out of me every day. <laughs> you know, flying me out to Vegas to yell at me, tell me I'm a, a loser, flying me back. Wow. I'm making half the money I made. I have no car. I'm like my family is barely making it. And then I get a call out of the blue from uh, from this wonderful creative director, uh, Steve Cosmopolis, who uh, ran Hill Holiday, which is one of the world's largest agencies right now. And Steve says to me, Bruce, I, I got a place for you. I got a Greek friend, Steve Cosmopolis, Greek friend, Zen Zappas, who I told him you can fix his stations. Now, I, I, I said, I don't care where it is. You know, let me talk to him. I couldn't work another day for Sheldon. Sure. So um, sure enough, <laughs> Zen Zappas on WAAF radio, a, a rock station in, in Boston, and they were losing a million bucks a year. And he calls me and says, I'm going to pay you this. Again, oh, I went from making nothing to all of a sudden I'm making money again. I said, sure, I'll take the job. Um, and the next 10 years were, like, amazing. You know, WAF was probably, um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying this to stroke myself, but it was probably one of the premier stations in rock and roll in America. So, um, you know, widely every, known by everybody. Yeah. yeah well, it was, sure. it was pretty well known. So, so what was your lineup? Well, tell tell everybody about WAAF. What was it? What did you so, put together? What was it when you arrived and what was it after? So it was kind of a good property. Like Ron Valeri was running the place and he was very talented program director. And he had a, we had Liz Wilde, who's a crazy lady who, who did talk in, uh, in Chicago, really talented woman. And, uh, and, and Greg Hill was like a sidekick in the morning, and we had uh, nobody else uh, but rock and roll. We were playing heavy rock. You know, we were playing, uh, you know, got, uh, Ozzy, uh, Ozzy Osbourne and, at uh, 8 in the morning, which nobody was doing at the time. So uh, I built uh, a morning show around uh, Greg Hill, who's now doing uh, uh, the EEI Network in Boston in sports. Real talented guy. Yeah. And then uh, brought in Ozone, John Osterlund, who's down in Louisiana doing uh, Talk Network down there. And then uh, Opie and Anthony, uh, eventually, after uh, Liz Wilde left. And and then uh, Rocco at night. So we had this really cool kind of vibe going. Every single rock band would come through the station. We set up a, uh, a performance studio in the studio. Mm-hmm. So uh, anybody that came through, and it was everybody, would come in that have to play and get interviewed. So we started becoming a, a really cool destination. Now imagine this is your job. You play rock and right. roll music. Right. You're in charge of radio personalities. Right. You have to come up with everything creative. Right. For instance, things like rock shows. Rock shows. Well, here's what we did. One thing we did was unbelievable. Yeah, we did a, a ton of freaking concert that was your job yeah that was my job but but what we did was one you know uh, we i was really pissed off because boston would not recognize waf because of wbcn which had been a historic radio station in boston so they would kept calling us a worcester station yeah so i first of all banned the word worcester from the station nobody could mention that the word that we were worcester station if they did they were fired yeah just got you worcester was not allowed so, so Worcester is a, a suburb of Boston. A suburb of Boston. It's like okay. 40, 40 minutes outside of Boston. Okay. And so um, so I wouldn't allow anybody to mention uh, Worcester. The press wouldn't give us any visibility. So we, we used to go away. I used to take the management team up to like Vermont or Maine, and we'd spend a weekend just strategizing. 
how are we going to kill WBCN? That was the weekend event. <laughs> what are we going to do to create an environment that BCN just... So we decided, uh, uh, I think it was Ron Valeri decided, we're going to do a thing called Secret Santa. And now we only the only people that knew about it was Ron, our promotion director, and Greg Hill. And what we decided we were going to do, I had to go to the owner, Zen Zappas at the time, who's in Cleveland, an old uh, uh, a Greek guy, just a wonderful man. And I said, I said Zen, I need $20,000. I'm going to give away $500 to anybody in the, in the streets. We're going to, Greg's going to go out dressed as Santa. He's going to hand a card and say, yes, Massachusetts, there is a Santa Claus. And give $500. And then we're going to run away. And I don't know if anybody will ever see any, know anything about it, but I think it's a freaking amazing idea. And, and Zen says to me, go for it. So here I am, 20 grand. We, we have Greg Hill. We, have, we hire a limousine. He goes around the city. All of a sudden, everybody in the city is picking up on it. Newspapers, front. who's the secret Santa? Okay. Yeah. And, and we're giving away, we gave away over 10 grand. And everybody now we have they have Dr. Joyce Brothers trying to define who might be the secret Santas. Right. Is and Dr. I don't know if you know Dr. Joyce Brothers. She was uh, the psychiatrist who did the, the show, right? And so everybody's going. And still, crazy. no one knows it's from the radio station. And nobody knows. Point. And nobody at the radio station knows what we're doing. It, okay, I didn't tell anybody. And so this is going on for two weeks. Now we've handed out twenty grand, and the city is. On fire, front page of the paper. Everybody's looking Everybody's for Secret looking Santa for secrets <laughs> everywhere. So finally, I said, "This is getting too hot. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this." So we announced that Secret Santa is going to come clean on, on Monday. Show. No, on Monday at this event, okay. at this place. Well, it's a media freaking insanity. There's newspapers, TV, national, regional. Looking cameras on the street, waiting to see who the secret Santa is. There, I'm. So we bring it. We bring him in. We bring Greg in his in his Christmas outfit. And he goes, "Hello, Boston. I'm Greg Hill, Morning Man at WAF, and I'm the secret Santa." Wow. And the front page was the Grinches that sold stole Christmas. Oh. <laughs> But, but that's how we sort of got Boston, Boston acquainted with you. WAF. Brilliant. That was, that was, that was a key. Dude, that was brilliant. That was a key day. I, I, I'd love to take credit for it, but it's Ron Valeri's idea. So brilliant, it was a key, key moment. So you've yeah. had a lot of fun, whether it's uh, being around radio stations, you continue to own radio stations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jim and I, have, we owned as many as 45 radio stations, you know, uh, four markets in upstate New York. Olean, Elmira, uh, Watertown, and Ogdensburg. And somehow you find time to operate a full-time advertising full -time agency advertising. as well. Yeah, we have 35 clients around the world. I've got clients in Korea. I've got clients in all over the country. We do you know, substantial amount of uh, business, both TV and digital so you have, and social. You have, for your advertising agency, you have clients all around the, the world. Right. You said you've been to Korea. Well, we filmed a number of times in Korea. Okay. The last great, so you want to hear a good film story. Sure. Okay. So uh, I've got a client, Earth Shoes. I don't know if you know Earth Shoes. Earth yeah. Shoes is a national uh, shoe chain, the, the, you know, the original Earth Shoe. That back in the 70s, they, they used the name and they converted to a new company. So they were producing as part of their commitment to the environment. They were producing shoes in Haiti because the Haitian people have no money. Yeah. Okay. So we set up a. They set up a a situation where they produced clogs 
in uh, Haiti. So the the owner, uh, uh, Phil, says to me, uh, "Hey Bruce, let's go down to Korea. Uh, let's go down to Haiti, and uh, film and do something around our commitment to the Haitian people now, and our program." Obviously, the Haitian people have been through a lot, and there there's been earthquakes and but, okay, corrupt well, governments, well, and I, the place is. Well, war so, zone. I, so I go down. I say, listen, I'm not going down without some protection. You know, I don't mean to be obnoxious about it, but it's a dangerous place. So he says, don't worry. We got the military. I said, oh, great. So we, we get off the plane and I have five military members of the Haitian military with machine guns. Escorting and cars you? Escorting me for two days. Like okay. a movie. Like a movie. Like okay. a movie. Like no matter where we go. So we go to the hotel, the, the gate opens, they have machine guns on the ground, machine guns in front, machine guns around us, and my five guards. And I'm saying to myself, what the fuck am I doing here? Okay. And there's poverty beyond any, yeah. listen, I, 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 again, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, no. but I've been fortunate. I traveled the world. I hitchhiked around the world for a year. I, and I was in Egypt. I was in the Middle East. I have never seen poverty other than maybe downtown Cairo in the 70s. That's how old I am. That uh, and and so here was this incredible poverty, incredible. Da- if you walked out the streets without military, they would have arrested you. Yeah. Okay. So um, I would. They would have killed you. So here I am. I'm there. We're filming. We're doing a video, a production. And finally, Phil says to me, "You know what? We have a meeting with the president of Haiti." So I go, really? He goes, yeah, we're going to meet with... Now, I have jeans and a T-shirt. That's all I got down there. Okay, so we go in to meet the president of Haiti. My gosh. Yeah, he was here. Right? Yeah. Okay. What's, explain the ride from the hotel to the palace. Okay, so I'm going from the hotel to the palace, and I've got military guards in front and back. The people are throwing, like, fucking rocks at the car, okay? <laughs> and we go behind a fort. Which is where the where the palace was. Yeah. And I go in and there are four or five American mercenaries, like you'd see in a movie, you know, in jeans, a baseball cap, two guns on each side, and like saying, What the fuck? What are is, you doing here? What is going on? Hey ma'am, where are you from? Don't fucking ask me, man. <laughs> okay, I said, Wow. So now I'm ushered into the waiting room for the president of Haiti. Okay. And then I'm ushered into the room right outside of the president's and I'm sitting next to this really well-dressed uh, 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 black man, you know, and I look at him and I go, hey, I'm Bruce Mittman. Uh, what do you do for the government? He goes, oh, I'm prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> so so I go in, we get, we get, we get introduced, we go in t- and we meet the president of Haiti. And he's a, a nice guy and trying his darndest, you know, we're bringing yeah. jobs to Haiti and, 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 and that's a big deal. Yeah. We fly back. Fast forward a year later, he's assassinated. Yeah, he got a major assassination. Yeah, yeah he gets killed. And, and I'm saying to myself, what the fuck? Right, you were there. You were there. You were there. Yeah. So, I mean. Could have been the wrong day. Yeah, I mean, this that, that's what this sort of lifestyle gets you. You know, you sort of get into experiences that nobody in their right mind would ever believe. That Obviously, you're not afraid to take those on, though. No, no. So I'll You've give it, always enjoyed adventure. So I, admit I, it, right? I, 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 I've traveled for almost a year. I, I hitchhiked what happened, the world. Right. What happened when you got out of school? Is that what yeah, you did? Yeah, yeah I, I traveled for, well, I got I got a draft notice, a physical notice, and I didn't report. Uh, and back then they had the lottery. And of course, this defines my life. The lottery number is 99, and I was up, they were up to 98. 
So of course I, I split because I said no way I'm going to Vietnam. Yeah. And um, and so when I split, you know, I traveled most of the world. I did Europe, Africa, and Asia overland. So it was just a great primer for you know traveling in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, so I, so I had some great experience. So, so what was so your favorite com- so, country so, when you were traveling? Okay. Well, well, Egypt. But yeah. but but here's a funny story. So when I was at RKO, Bob Fish, who hired me, the guy said to me, "I'll I'll give you W Sal." He was, who was one of the great radio guys, one of the great people. We're down in Rio. You know, we took clients on trips. So we're down in Rio. The USS Kennedy is there. And so the USS Kennedy pulls up. I've got, because I'm running a a, a, a news talk station, I've got a news card that's stamped by the state police. So I can, I can do that so I can go almost anywhere. You can right? interview people I can, anywhere. I, I can do anything I okay. wanted with that card. So I go down to the gate. At, at where the Americans are. And I said, hey, can I get a media tour? I'm a reporter from Boston. And they said, sure. They bring a launch out and they give us a private tour of the JFK. Now, okay. are you going to write a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or are you no, just I, really I just, kind of just want to I see, what, to see what the ship looks like? Right. <laughs> so, so hold on. So I have this black guy who's giving me a tour through the JFK. And he's a great guy. He's a pilot. You know, I figured, hey, a black uh, pilot is yeah. back. This is 1983. There weren't a lot of black, Very black, cool. you know, pilots. So gives it. I go. Ba-bum. Fast forward, um, uh, like six months later, uh, uh, Jesse Jackson is bringing a pilot out of Lebanon that was shot down. Wow. And and RKO Radio Network, which was the network at the time, put a camera and a microphone in front of him and said, "Hey, Jesse." You and the pilot, you know, welcome back to the United States. This is RKO Radio Network. And I'm listening to this as I'm driving into work, okay, at RKO. Yeah. And I'm going, wow, it's Jesse Jackson. Man. He goes, and the pilot says, RKO, I just gave your general manager and sales manager a tour of the JFK. Ah! That was the pilot that we. That was the pilot that we gave us the tour. Was shot down and picked up by Jesse Jackson. Okay, so how's that for freaking insanity? <laughs> comes right back around. It just comes right back around. I mean, so I mean, that's, only you. That's the ra- That's what radio. And then did you have to explain? Well, I just wanted to see what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, Bob calls me and okay. he, you know, he doesn't believe this is real. Yeah. You know, but that's you know, I mean, I can go on. I mean. Uh, you know, RK, another RKO story. So RKO, um, we're invited to the White House. And my news director comes to me, uh, uh, Walsh, became a, a, a very well-known uh, news guy. And he says to me, gee, Bruce, uh, do you have any trade? You know what trade is. You know, you trade services for advertising time. He says, sure. do, do you have any trade for um, uh, stuff in Washington, D.C.? I said, what for? He said, well, I was invited to the White House for a luncheon and for a uh, a meeting, a press conference. I said, well, you're not going to get my trade unless I can go. So he goes, well, Bruce, how the fuck are you going to go? Because, you, you know, this is for the news directors. I said, well, I have a card. He's, you know, I said, you're not getting a trade unless I go. So he says to me, I can tell you what, they, they, they'll, allow, they'll allow crew to come. Yeah. We'll give you a crew. Tell them your crew when you get to the White House, and you and I will go. Okay. So we go to the we go to the White House. Did you bring any equipment with you? Yeah, so I brought you equipment crew? so I can okay. look like I'm crew, right? <laughs> okay. So I go in and and uh, and I see they have a crew 
and they have reporters. Now, remember, I have this card that says I'm a reporter. Okay. So th- this is twice now I've used this freaking card. So I pull the card out, and the guy goes, oh, oh, you're a reporter. He gives me reporter credentials. So I'm supposed to be crew, but now I got reporter credentials. Now you get closer. So now I'm, <laughs> I'm in, the, I'm, I meet the entire cabinet. They're giving us a lecture, da-da-da. And now there's a lunch with the president. Okay, and I'm not invited. Only the news directors are, but I have a news director. You got the press. Yes. Okay, so I say to myself, "Shit, they're never going to know the difference. They're going to figure they really fucked up." So I run to the front of the line because I have my news credentials, and figure I'm just going to sneak in. And I get into the stateroom, I sneak in, I sit down. Sure enough, they thought they miscalculated. One of their people gets up, walk out. The door closes. I'm with the entire cabinet for lunch, and in walks Reagan. Ugh. So I snuck in to this luncheon. Unreal. At the White House, okay? Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, now you'd be f- freaking hung, right? Don't tell me you know, next you were smoking pot with yeah, Lily Nelson no, on the roof. Almost, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and this is a famous day because we did a press conference right after, and that's when Reagan was talking about going to Germany and honoring the German soldiers that lost their lives at Bitburg. Okay. And that was a big controversy because, you know, of course, all the people said, how can you, you know. Uh, it's not American. It's not American. Right? <laughs> but so, and as sure enough, I get home that night and I see myself on national news <laughs> sitting in this press conference. Okay. You got yourself so, in. So there it goes. Twice the same card <laughs> and two two freaking events. Yeah. yeah but Where's this card now? You know what? I just found it the other day. I was, uh, that's why I'm bringing it up. I just found it in the drawer the other day, and I said, "Oh, I love you." I, hold on. Oh no, I have I have it in my wallet, but I left my wallet okay. home. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you I'll, need show, to, I'll you, show it to you though. You need. Yeah, to, yeah. you need to break that out one yeah. more time. Yeah, one. I got I got to use it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's radio. That's media. You know, I, I mean, I've been, I've been very fortunate. I've had yeah. you know lots of. Um, for me, life is about experiences. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care as much about everything else as I care about creating shit that allows me to have a lot of experiences. And I've, you know, I've, I've met numerous presidents. I've met, I, I, I had uh, breakfast with Fergie, you know, Fergie and I had a, a breakfast together. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, my, my buddy, Ernie, you know, Ernie, yep. um, you know, Ernie's got, gotten extraordinary access for me on stuff. And, and it's about access. Ernie Bach from Boston, Mass. Ernie Bach is uh, not only my best friend; he's just maybe the coolest human being on yeah, the planet. Yeah, I know he's you and Ernie cool. do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, together. we do. He's uh, he's he's allowed me to do a lot of stuff with him. Yes. So, what uh, what do you think? What was your? I, I this I told you. Remember how I told you we have to have some kind of tough question? Yeah, yeah. Here comes ahead. your tough question. All right, go ahead. What was the most heartbreaking event that you had to deal with in media? This would be a good one. Heartbreaking. Well, see. when I went bankrupt yeah, and the banks called me and said, uh, I didn't go bankrupt because I never allowed, I, I wouldn't go bankrupt. I paid off the banks. Um, but but the bank said, we're taking the station back. Okay. This was 1989 when, when the financial crisis just killed every individual. The, the banks didn't have money. So they closed banks down. So the the federal government came in and said, we're taking your loan over and we're taking your bank. So you know, having to... Uh, make a deal, relinquish the properties. That was a heartbreaking day. Yeah, and I remember driving away from the station for the last time in Bangor. Well, I love Bangor, by the way. Bangor, Maine, is just a very cool little place. Um, and I remember driving away, and, and my my 
program director played uh, you can't always get what you want you know uh, i uh, love the song on my ride home and uh, and and you know i think i cried the whole ride oh my god yeah it was a hard it was a heartbreaking day but what advice do you have for other people out there listening and you know what that was obviously a shitty day for you shitty day yep. what do you, what, what's your advice on people who have shitty days uh, as stupid as it sounds tomorrow is another day and, you know, so many, I'll, I'll give an example. I had five disasters on Friday, you know, and I'm just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Can I fucking anything work out? Monday, nothing went wrong. Yeah. I must have had like eight wins in a row. Yeah. And I looked at myself and said, that's life. You yeah. know, one day sucks. The next one, great. You, you, you know, it's about experiences. Forget about just the money or, you know, you, you need money certainly because that buys you opportunity. Right. But, but it's experiences, you know, the uniqueness, the, the, the creativity of life. I mean, that's what makes it. Why haven't we gone whitewater rafting here? I, I would love to. I, you I brought Jim. You haven't gone yet. Yeah. Anytime. Listen, what you don't the know. Black is, River Gorge hold, is wait, amazing. Hold on, hold on. What you don't know is when I owned, uh, uh, 104.7 The Fox in Bangor, Maine. Yeah. They had an annual great race, and you and you um, uh, uh, you were in a canoe in April, which is April in Bangor, Maine, is freaking freezing through the rapids and over waterfalls. Okay, and it's 26 miles, and I did <laughs> and I did that live so on it. the air. Okay, so I've done that, and uh, I you know, I've tried to do everything I can. You need to come do the Black River. Uh, I'm, now I'm let's okay. let's tell the story about the time I had to bail you out with the police. All right, oh, now this is nice. Geez. When you sometimes you, you have that you, you have that quite, boss. Hold on, you didn't quite bail me out, but you, <laughs> but you but you certainly you certainly aided and abetted my uh, my moving forward. All right, yes. So right. you're driving in from Boston to yep. pay us a visit. Yeah, I'm I'm with my my wife and my granddaughter, and I'm passing some moron who's driving eight miles an hour. And I'm saying, oh, fuck, I, you know, like I've been driving for five hours. I couldn't take another minute on the road. So I'm speeding. I'm driving. I'm really out of control. You're in St. Lawrence County. I'm at this in St. Lawrence County. And, and um, I'm driving out of control. And somebody calls me into the cops. Because you were driving so drive fast. So fast, right. <laughs> so, so then I'm in town, and I'm not really driving fast, and the cops pull me over. And I go, oh, fuck. I figure, all right, I'm going to try to get out of this because – I'm the owner, one of the owners of community broadcasters, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I say to them, I say, hey, um, hey, I'm one of the owners of community broadcasters. Cop goes, hold on, don't, don't move. He comes back, he goes, Johnny Spazano says you're okay, but you better watch your driving. And, and my granddaughter has never let me forget that Johnny bailed me out on the road. That I was a complete fool. Okay, and thank you, Mr. Policeman, who, who that was my let me go. That was my yeah. friend who was an officer, yeah. and he works part-time in St. Lawrence County, That's and he right. had my cell phone, so he called he, me to verify was, that you were really who you say you yeah, were. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> and, so, and so, thankfully, he let he let me go. Yes, yes, that was okay, a moment. Good. Yeah, was I wanted to moment. get that out of No, no, it was a good moment. And yes. you, <laughs> uh, all right, so... Um, <laughs> Do we talk about anything of substance or just? No, that's no, not what yeah. this is about. So, are you having fun doing this podcast? Because you know, it was uh, your idea. Yeah, it was my idea, and uh, but your execution, as always. 
It's yeah. been great. Yeah. Everyone seems to really enjoy it. I like it too, by the way. I've I've been listening, and uh, it's on studio550boston.com. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and you can download that app, and you could listen to Johnny's podcast, and also the others that we have on there. We have a number of others, and uh, Johnny's is really well listened to. It's impressive, Johnny, how many people Thank listen. Thank you. I yep. mean, we've really had uh, uh, people are just seemed interested, in, and we tried to keep it to be um, kind of like a mashup of different personalities from different backgrounds, just to make it very diverse and fun. So you never know what you're going to hear. Who's going to be my guest at dinner? You were my guest. How was dinner tonight? Always beautiful. <laughs> you the man. You are you are chef Boyardee. We had some okay. stuffed half hot stuff oh, to start. Delicious. Oh. Which oh, were great. My Italian grandmother would say, oh, yeah. And then I was going to make Mother- salmon tonight, too. But Bruce said, let's have pizza. So yeah, no, pizza. I'm, I'm a pizza fan of yours. And and when you make pizza, it's it's special. And so I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to have such a great job and a microphone oh, and work in this great community. Don't do that because you're, you're so talented and, and so much a part of what we do. And I appreciate everything. you. I'm sure everybody up here in the North Country appreciates Johnny as much as I do. He is an amazing talent. I, I always kissed the ground that he had to stay up here so that <laughs> so that we could have such a talented guy work Thanks, with us. Man. And I, I enjoy working with you Thanks. so much. Thanks, yeah. Brucey. Yeah, right, All right, man. well, listen, here's the deal. We could go on and on. Yeah, we're we going to do a short podcast, and okay. then we'll have you back again. I, I, I love it. Well, thank you for when having me. When we go whitewater rafting. I, I, I look forward to it. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Mittman. Thanks, Johnny. From Community Broadcasters.